to see not only our young people use our gifts, but anybody. But what a great job. They, they worked hard on that to practice that singing. And it's hard to do. You know, they say one of the greatest fears anybody has is getting up in front of people. So you know what? Well, put yourself as their age. Maybe all some remember what it was like when you were that age and then Christmas programs and what you felt like, you know. So, you know, it's just part of it. Sometimes you, you've got to, you know, understand where they're coming from to be able to do that. That's a lot harder than it looks. So I just honor y'all. Great job, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you, Miss Taylor, for all the hard work y'all put in with them on it and just continue practicing parents, whoever was involved. I know that's always part of it. But here comes heaven. What a great day. What an exciting thing to think about that Jesus came to earth, that God came down to be with us. And that's what we celebrate today. You know, I've been thinking over the last few weeks that when I would see people out, often, I don't know about you, but, you know, one of the first things that comes up, they'll say, are you ready for Christmas? Well, asking me that, it's probably never too hot till about the 24th. You know, some of you men know what, I, what I'm talking about, and this year specifically, you know, some guys say it gets a lot easier then because you don't have as much to pick from. I won't go there, but so don't get in trouble, men. But what they're saying when they say that is they're insinuating, you know, do you have your gifts bought? Are you ready for the celebration of Christmas? You know, and one thing I know that all of us realize is it's coming, obviously, next this coming Wednesday. The 25th is coming. You know, we know we got to be ready then. But, you know, when I think about all those years ago when Jesus was born, the prophecy in Isaiah 7 was that Emmanuel was coming. But you know there wasn't really anybody looking for him. Only, in fact, three wise men is the only ones we really knew that really expected Jesus to come. Nobody else really was looking for him. Nobody expected him to come. But guess what? He came anyway. He showed up anyway. He showed up and was birthed right on the scene just as God had declared all through, especially the book of Isaiah. A lot of prophetic words were given to prepare people and to let them know that Christ was coming, that hope was coming, that the kingdom of God was coming, that things were going to change or at least had the potential to change. And you know one of the saddest things with that is, is Jesus said he came to his own, yet they had nothing basically to do with him. Well, today I want to read you the story of who got to see him first, one of the obviously passages of scripture that deal with the Christmas story. It's found in Luke chapter 2. And I want to talk to you about a sermon I've entitled, The Gifts of Christmas. The Gifts of Christmas. Because I believe God had came through Jesus and he brought us gifts. So Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 14 says, Now in these, those days a decree went out from the emperor Caesar Augustus that all the inhabited world should be registered in a census. That was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to register for the census, each to his own city. So Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register with Mary, who was betrothed to him and was with child. Why they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her son, her firstborn, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And as an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone around them, they were terribly frightened. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For this day in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Then suddenly there appeared an angel, with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is well pleased. The gifts of Christmas. You know, everybody likes gifts, don't they? Everybody enjoys getting gifts, and a lot of people really love to give them. My wife loves to give gifts. She spends much more time giving gifts than she does ever telling me what she wants. Some of you men know what I'm talking about. That's like almost impossible to find out anything she wants. I have to, I have to look for clues to find out what she wants. And I still don't do very good at it. But I try hard. I put a lot of effort in it. But we all love gifts. And you know, I, I thought about Christmas when I was a kid. And I thought about how some of you probably remember like me when you were little that Christmas Eve, you know, your parents wanted you to go to bed early. You, you really didn't like that idea too much because you couldn't sleep anyway because you had some anticipation about what the gifts were going to be the next morning. You know, you, you, you were just waiting, you know, and, and if you were like me and Rick, you know, we, we got up about four in the morning. Probably some of y'all had kids like, you know, normally we wouldn't have done that. But on Christmas, you know, it's amazing how wide awake we were early. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, it just just the way it was because we had great expectation that there were going to be some gifts under the tree we wanted. Well, Jesus, Jesus came as a gift. John 3.16 made that clear. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The whole idea of Jesus coming was a gift for you and me. And in this scripture... We talk a little bit about what happened when he came, when he was born. And I want to talk to you today about the gifts of Christmas that came because he was born. Because he was born. In this scripture, the angel told this. The shepherds, when he came to them, he said, we bring you good news. Good news. The gift of good news. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of bad news. I'm tired of bad news. We've had enough bad news. You can turn on the TV, it's full of bad news. We've had a lot of things that seem like could and were, were bad things that happened. I don't need any more bad news. I, I'm looking for good news. Jesus, you know what Jesus is? The good news of Jesus is that we now have a Savior. And His name was Jesus and He was born. Born for us. And given to us as a gift. From that day, you know, said the angels rejoiced and the heavenly host came down and I would say the party was on. The party was on. The celebration was on that first Christmas morning. The angels came and in the midst of it, they started singing and praising God and the heavenly host and they were so excited because they knew what it meant for Jesus to come. It was the good news. It was a celebration that life no longer had to be like it was. Life no longer would be like it was. The earth no longer would be like it was because Jesus was born. Because God came down and dwelt with us. 
was sent to us is good news. The gospel is good news. Good news. Good news that hope has come. Good news that we could all get a chance to live forever and have eternal life. Good news that our life would never be the same. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is in Christ, the Amplified says that is grafted and joined to him by faith in him as a Savior, he is a new creation or new creature. He is reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. And old things, the previous moral and spiritual conditions have passed away. And behold, new things have come. Because a spiritual awakening brings new life. You see, good news. The good news is we can have the gift of a new life. Our old life passed away. Our old life no longer has to be in control of us. Our mistakes can be laid aside. Our failures can go away. All our problems, all our issues, gone forever. It doesn't mean we won't have consequences on earth, but it means in God's eyes, guess what? We don't have to worry about them anymore. Our sins are forgiven when we accept Jesus. Our lives can be made new. Everything that's been messed up and jacked up and has been done to us can be gone away. It can be removed completely from our life. New life. New life. New life means the gift of forgiveness of sin. It's a gift. It's a gift. We can't earn it. It's by grace and by the fact that Jesus came to die for us. No matter what else is going on in our life, guess what? We can have hope because of that. And we can be saved and made new. John 10.10, Jesus said this. Jesus said, I came so you could have life. And you could have that life and have it more abundantly. You see, one of the gifts that was given to us was a life, that new life that Jesus said was available and a life that we can have to the fullest, not just in heaven, as many of us always believe, but a life we could enjoy here and now. A life that here on earth can be different than it was. A life on earth that can have purpose and destiny. Purpose and destiny. You can learn why you were born. You can find out you weren't a mistake. You can begin to receive from God what you need to know that your life matters because maybe it never mattered to anyone else or you never felt like you were anything to anyone else. But to God, can I tell you, He gives you the gift of salvation and a new life because He loves you and because He says you matter to Him. You matter to Him. Enjoying life. He said, the angel said, he said, not only did I bring you good news, but I brought you great joy. Great joy for all people. Christmas can be hard. It can be hard. There's been enough life that happened that Christmas can be difficult. But joy, joy comes. And joy is a gift that comes from our salvation and comes through Jesus Christ. True joy is based in our hope in God and not in our current situation. It's based on the fact that we have God in our life. 
and that Jesus Christ is the one we're living for. You see, true joy changes how happens as we change our perspective on life. Because whatever happens to us, what joy does is joy says, you know what, even whatever I'm facing, I can get through it and I can get through it in joy simply because I'm not going through it alone. I have God. I have God in the middle of it. Because you're never alone. See, that's the good news of Christmas. When heaven came down and Jesus Christ came to earth and was born, no longer were we alone. No longer were we as people not without God. But we now had God living with us. Nehemiah 8.10 says, It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Can I tell you that at Christmas time, you need to remember the gift of joy that God's given us. Because at times, guess what? Life it definitely will try to drag you down and, and the enemy will try to rob you of joy. I know he does me. He'll try to put enough things on you. He'll try to come against you. He'll try to get your eyes focused on everything that isn't going right to rob you of joy. He said we got great joy. Great joy. That's why we can sing, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise the highest praise in the presence of my enemies. I'm not going to let what the enemy tries to do drag me down, but I'm going to hold on and focus on the joy because heaven has came down to earth. He has empowered me with the gift of joy. He has given me joy unspeakable and full of glory. He has given me joy no matter what happens. He has given me joy that the Bible, we used to sing it, that the, what, that the God gave it and the world can't take it away. So you know what? If they didn't give it, baby, they can't take it. And joy for whatever we get in the presence, guess what? it'll make us happy for that moment but true joy the kind that will carry you after the garbage is taken out and after the presents have been you know, removed and after the news worn off that joy only comes from God it's supernatural it's not a joy that you can manufacture it's not a joy that you're going to just stir up because you're happy what you got it's a joy that God placed inside of us and brought to us as a gift and you can draw on during this time. Joy. It's a joy because we have hope for eternity. And because no longer would death be the end to our life. It's a joy. True joy. And he says not only we're going to have great joy, but it's going to be available to all the people. You see, before Jesus came, you had to go through a priest to have access to God. Jesus made a way for you and I to be able to speak to the Father ourselves, to be able to pray, to be able to, to be able to know that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and know we have access. And He gave us that gift of access through the cross. You see, He came at a time, and the way He came, He didn't come to the religious people. He, he didn't come to the, the king. He didn't come to all the high up people. He came to what would have been considered the lowest people of society. He came to the shepherds. Those who were just out tending sheep. Those who were minding their own business. Those who weren't paying any attention to anything except just doing whatever shepherds do and taking care of sheep. But in the midst of it, he came so you and I would know that no matter where we're at, no matter who we are, 
no matter what we've done, no matter maybe how we're a worth, worth, unworthy we feel, guess what? That in the midst of that, He came for us, each one of us. And He didn't come wrapped like our presents. He didn't come in a pretty paper. In fact, He came wrapped in strips of clothing. And He came laid in a feeding trough for animals. One of the most humble and lowly births you could have. Because He wanted us to understand that He was available for us. Nobody too low. Nobody too bad. No, no sin too dirty. No mistakes too bad. Nothing we have ever done in our life could stop what God wants to do through Jesus Christ. You see, the Father wants a right relationship with us. And that's what Jesus' coming was all about. It was about making a right relationship it was about restoring what we had lost in the garden through Adam and Eve when Adam sinned and fallen. It was made it to where we could get forgiveness once and for all and not have to come yearly and, and go through the priest and let them do the things that we now can do. You see, look at your life. If you know Jesus Christ, you can believe that, you know what, when you pray, the Father hears you. Father God hears you, and He answers your prayers. It's not a religious ritual we go through. It's a reality for a believer in Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus came. That's why He sent Him. And because of that salvation... We have ready access to the Father. We have been accepted into the Beloved. We are now, can be his, called His children. And maybe all your life, what you felt like is nobody wanted you. Can I tell you, the Father wants you today. The Father wants you. He's not ashamed of you. He's not sitting there saying, when are they going to get their life right? He's not sitting there thinking, I wish that I didn't have that child. He's saying, you know what? They are my child and I'm proud of them. And He loves you right where you're at. In Isaiah 61, He tells us some of the gifts that come through salvation. He tells us those gifts. He starts out and He tells us that he gives the gift of healing for the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted. Christmas is hard if you're brokenhearted. When life hasn't turned out like you hoped. When relationships haven't turned out like you hoped. When you've had hurt. When you've had things going on. And your heart was broken. He tells us, he said, He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted. His, our salvation in Christ, the reason that He came, part of it was so you and I could be made healed and whole. So that our hearts could be healed and whole. So our minds could be healed and whole. So when we find ourselves brokenhearted, when we find ourselves overwhelmed, when we find ourselves dealing with issues in the midst of it, he came to heal that broken heart. Can I tell you, when you're broken hearted, it's hard to have much joy. 
it's hard to enjoy much life. But Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He also doesn't want those wounds to stay open. He wants to see them healed. Isaiah 61, he also says this. He said he came to proclaim, pro, proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to the prisoners. <clears throat> he said, that's why I came for. He said, I came specifically for that. This isn't us wondering what Jesus was saying. This isn't wondering what salvation is about. See, our salvation, the eternal part of our salvation, when we accept Jesus Christ and we get made right with the Father, then eternity is a given. But He doesn't want you to live like hell on earth. And He doesn't want you to be tormented on earth. And He doesn't want to see you bound on earth. And He doesn't want to see you confined and controlled on earth. He doesn't want to see the things of this life hold back the blessing that He wants to be in your life and in my life. So He gives us the gift of freedom. The gift of freedom. Freedom from things that have bound us. Some of you can testify to that in here. He'll give you freedom from addiction. He'll also give you freedom from condemnation. He'll give you freedom in ways that nothing else can give. Freedom. True freedom. Freedom that the Bible says that when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The truth is the Word of God. And Jesus is the Word. So when you know the Word, and you know that you are right with Him, then there's a freedom that you can tap into that was given as a gift, but you have to accept it, just like all gifts. You see, I could bring you a gift, and you could turn it, your nose up on it and say, you know what, Pastor Bruce, I don't want your gift. You, I don't want that. I'm not worthy of that gift. I, I don't want nothing to do with that. And that's often what we do with Jesus. We live condemned instead of accepting the freedom. Friends, you'll never experience Christmas like I'm talking unless you're willing to accept the gift of freedom and allow God to begin to free your mind from what the enemy has tormented you with. Begin to free your mind from the condemnation that he pours on you. Because I can assure you, in this house, he pours condemnation on many people. You don't feel worthy to be called the son of God, to be called a son of God or a daughter of God. You don't feel worthy to be called that. You live condemned. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus, the prophecy was what? That he came so we could have freedom. Freedom. Really, that's why the baby was born. Because before that, we didn't have it. No, no chance of freedom in any way. Our sins had us bound. We were tied to the ways of the world, they were tied to the law. Excuse me. 
in this freedom came. Forgiveness came. Our sins would no longer had to be the weight we had to carry. Because through Jesus we could be forgiven. Romans 8, 1 in the Passion Translation says this. I love what this says. It says the case is now closed. The case is now closed. That's some good news for some folks today. People may be holding it over your head, but the case is now closed. You, you don't have to listen to what Satan tries to tell you. You don't have to listen to the lie. The case has been closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Some of y'all know what it means to have a case closed. You, you hoping they were some cases closed. You know what I'm saying? This is the Hope Center, amen? I'm just trying to be honest with you. There's some folks in here that know what I'm talking about when it says the case is closed. They ha- you know what? You can get a lot happier when you leave in the courtroom than you leave at the church house, amen? <laughs> oh, now I'm meddling. Some of y'all out there on the sidewalk jumping out, they let it go. They let me out of it. They, they... Y'all know what I'm talking about. I... Y'all ain't that sanctified up in here. I'm telling you, I know you. So don't get religious on me. Because I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because I, you know what I want? I want to see the same joy. I want to see the same excitement. I want to see you hopping up and down when Jesus sets you free. Not when they take you out of handcuffs. Not when you get out of the back of the squad car. I'm talking about, baby, when Jesus sets you free. I want you hopping out the door of the church house knowing that Jesus Christ has done something for you. And this Christmas, he brought you a gift that ain't no lawyer, ain't nobody, bail bondsman, ain't nobody can give you. Hallelujah. It's a fact. It's a fact. I've been to court with folks. I see how excited they are. Probation, man, I just got probation. Hallelujah. I'm being honest. God doesn't give you probation. He says, you know what? It's like it never happened. It's like it never happened. You know what? They, they may not feel that way. They got your record. It may not be totally a sponge. You know what God does? He sponges it all. He, he takes the paper out and he says, you know what? I don't even have nothing. I don't even know your name. Isn't that there? You know, there ain't nothing on here. You're my child. I don't see nothing. I don't see no problems. You get moving in God. You get serving me. You get doing what I called you to do. You stop letting condemnation hold you back. You quit believing the lie of the enemy. You quit holding back. This is, I came. Jesus said, I came that you could have life I'm trying to preach a Christmas message but I can't do very good at it I got to be honest because freedom's important and I watch people get condemned and I watch people that never walk free and I watch people hang their head and I watch people 
that I know God's got special things for. And the devil never wants you to do it. He doesn't want you to ever step into it. And you may have never had a ticket in your life, but you can live just as condemned as somebody that's got a rap sheet that long. Because we all sinned. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short. We've all done things we wish we hadn't done. We all have done stuff we regret. We've all said things we wish we'd have never said. And we've all been through things we wish they hadn't turned out like they did. But in the midst of it all, the good news is Jesus says, you know what, I've got a new life for you. In the midst of it, the old ways can go by the wayside if you'll let them, if you'll release them. Because I give you the gift of salvation this Christmas. I give you a gift that will not only bring you joy, but it'll carry you through. It'll take you where nothing else can take you. And it'll keep you when nothing else can keep you. You see, no longer things can be held over your head. When you confess your sins to God, can I tell you, the enemy has no right to hold them over your head any longer. Don't let him. Don't let him. You can say, that might have been who I used to be, but that's not who I am now if I'm serving Jesus. And in Luke 2.14, the angel said this. He said, I came with peace. Let me get back up here and read it to you so I don't. He said, on earth, peace among men. In whom I am well pleased. Peace among men. He gave peace. The possibility of the gift of peace. He was called the Prince of Peace. You know, you can't give what you don't have. He had the ability to bring peace. Now, there was sometimes the Bible said he brought a sword. But in our life, part of our salvation is we can have peace. Not only can we have peace, we can be at peace. Not only be at peace inside, but be at peace with other people. This Christmas, that's what our responsibility is, to be at peace. Heaven has come. Heaven has come. Hope has come, love has come, acceptance has come. Jesus' coming changed the world, but it also changes our life. So are you ready for Christmas? You might have all your gifts bought. You may be ahead of me. Because I'll be out on the 24th because they need at least one smiling face to come in the store on that day. That's <clears throat> what I always tell them. But the question is, are you really ready? Because our other gifts, our other gifts will make us temporarily happy. But the gifts he brought 
give us eternal hope and eternal joy. Don't come any other way. Heaven came in the form of a baby, but he went on to grow up and die as our Savior. And in a moment, we're getting ready to take communion. But before we do, I want to pray. And I'm going to ask you to bow your head. Because Jesus doesn't want to leave you out of the celebration this week. He doesn't want to leave you out. He wants you to be ready for Christmas. He wants you to be able to celebrate Him and what Christmas really means. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I ask you today, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ or is your faith in other things? For many years of my life, my faith was in everything but Jesus. My faith was in my ability. My faith was in my intellect. My faith was in my money. My faith was in me and being able to make things happen. And finally one day, I had to say, I wasn't ready. I really wasn't ready for Christmas because I had never accepted Jesus by faith and made Him my Lord. So today, because we're going to celebrate His life through communion, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's a simple thing. You do it by faith, by believing. You ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Invite Him to live in your heart and tell someone else that you've made Him your Lord. When you do that, Jesus said, I'll come and I'll live with you forever. This Christmas can be the best Christmas you ever had. No longer do you have to struggle and strain in your own strength because God will be right there with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You will truly experience what it's like that heaven has came down. You will begin to experience a supernatural power and a supernatural peace that only comes from heaven. If that's you today, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. You've never accepted Jesus, and this Christmas you know you want to be ready. You want to know for sure that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Before we move on communion, because I want you to be able to celebrate with you, I want to make sure that everyone here is ready. If that's you and you're not sure, or you've not accepted Him, I ask you to slip up your hand. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm here to pray with you. And I'm here to ask God to do what He does best, to change lives, to bring new life. If you're tired of that old one, then it's time to make that decision. Raise your hand if that's you. I see that hand. Going to church doesn't make you a Christ follower. Accepting Jesus does. Anyone else? I'm going to pray, and we're going to prepare to take communion as soon as I get done praying, so you all be in position to get ready to start passing it out here just as soon as I get done. 
because we're going to celebrate not only the birth, but we're going to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection because Jesus came as a gift so we could have life and eternal life that we have to the full. Father, I thank you today as you prepare our hearts to get ready for Christmas. And Father, this day, Lord, some that, that one that raised their hand say that they wanted you to be their Lord and Savior. Father, I pray that you'll just begin to do the work that you want to do in their life. That, Father, you will just take the old nature and take it away and make them a new creature in you. That, Father, that you will help them to walk according to your will and your way. And, Lord, that they will submit their life to you in a way that, God, that you can lead it and you can guide it. And today, Father, I pray as well, Father, that as we prepare our hearts for communion, if there are any that couldn't raise their hand for whatever reason, that, Father, that today, that you just set them right with you. If their heart is towards you, God, then they just set it right. So that as they prepare to take communion, they will be able to celebrate what you do and what you want to do in us. And I thank you for it today. I thank you for your faithfulness. And I thank you for your goodness today. And I thank you, Lord, that you came and you were born just simply so that we could have life. And not only did the Father gave you, but you gave yourself up for us. And the love you've shown, Lord, you accept us now. You accept us. Help us to understand that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to repair to communion, have communion as we continue this celebration of Jesus. Communion, for those that may, if you don't know, Jesus told his disciples that we're to do this in remembrance of him. So as we celebrate his birth, we also celebrate what his death meant to us. If you'll hold it till I finish, we'll take it together. We celebrate the gift that Jesus is to us, each one. We celebrate what that gift meant. We celebrate the love that he's shown us, the forgiveness that he gave us, the joy and the hope that we now have because we have eternal life. You see, by taking communion, we are acknowledging that His blood washed away all our sins. And not only does it wash away our sins, but it washes away those hurts I talked about. It washes those away if we allow it to do what it's supposed to do. Because we remember no longer are we condemned. His broken body. It was broken for us to be healed. So when he says he came to heal the brokenhearted, part of that was the fact that according to Isaiah 53, 5, that by his stripes we were healed because he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. We all know that when he went to the cross, he was beaten. But in the midst of it, it was he allowed it so that we could be healed and whole. It's the gift he gave us. 
his broken body. It brings healing to our bodies and our minds. And he came to heal us. And today, as we prepare to partake, I believe not only will his blood wash away your past, wash away the condemnation, wash away your sin, wash away the things you've been carrying, it'll even wash away the hurts. And the loaf that we'll prepare to take is a symbol of his broken body and that body that was broken for us. We're supposed to take as we remember what he gave for us. You see, he gave us the gift of himself. That's what he really gave. The Father sent him, but Jesus ultimately gave him the gift, gave us the gift of himself. And this Christmas, we are blessed as believers because we have the promises that the world doesn't have. There are many people that their hope is simply in what they're going to get under that tree on Christmas morning. We don't have to have that. It's fun. We all love it. But we all know that that's not going to take us very far. The Word says this, No greater love have any man than to lay down his life for a friend. You know what Jesus did? Why we celebrate communion? Because he showed us the greatest love. And this Christmas season, I want you to be ready. I want you to experience that love not only today, but every day. And I want you to know that he loves you if you don't feel loved. And if nobody else loves you. And I want you to know that he accepts you if no one else accepts you. If people have rejected you. If people have hurt you and in his crowd, I can assure you every one of those has happened. Whatever they've done. Maybe they falsely accused you. Maybe they're talking about you behind your back. Whatever it is, let this time of communion wash it all away. Make you new. Let it be the gift that God gives you to acknowledge that He loves you right where you're at. And He hasn't forgotten you. And He'll be there for you. No matter what. No matter what. Can one of y'all bring me up? didn't have a podium. Oh, she's got, she's got me one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. In the midst of it, he wants you to know this Christmas can be special. It can be everything you ever dreamed Christmas would be as long as you're ready. The gift's here. The gift's here. The gift of healing is here. The gift of hope is here. The gift of joy is here. The gift of renewal is here. The gift of restoration is here. The gift of forgiveness is here. It's all here. And it's all meant, it was all given to you through the cross of Jesus Christ. Heaven came down, can I tell you something? Just for you. Just for you. He loves you that much. And the day you believe that is the day condemnation will no longer hold you back. Because you'll know you are a king's kid. You are a child of the Most High. And that Jesus loves you that much. Today, as we prepare to take this loaf, bow your heads with me. Father, 
I thank you today. That this cracker represents the broken body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, today I pray for your healing power to manifest across this building. Into the life of every person that needs it. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, <clears throat> mentally, whatever it is. That that healing will take place. And Father, that no matter what people have went through. That God, that they will be able to be able to be healed and made whole. Father, by you and by your word. Lord, I thank you today, Father. I believe you're even going to repair and restore some relationships today and through this holiday season because your body is all connected and you don't want people to be divided but you want them to be at peace so Lord I pray today as we prepare to, to take this uh, wafer as a symbol Lord put back together broken relationships broken hearts broken dreams whatever it is that's been broken God I'm asking you to restore and I thank you for it as we partake of it in Jesus' name. The cup, symbolic of the blood. The blood that Jesus shed on the, on the cross. That blood does what we says it does. It washes away our sins. It's so powerful that nothing you have ever done is too powerful for him to forgive. So let's bow our heads. Father, today, we are so thankful that you loved us enough to send us Jesus. And we celebrate his birth at this Christmas season. And we celebrate your love. And we celebrate all the gifts that come from that. Because, Lord, you love us. You love us when we're unlovable. You love us when we don't love you. You love us regardless of what's going on. And you sent Jesus to die so that his blood would wash us clean, make us new, restore our hope, do everything we need to be able to walk as your children. Lord, this Christmas season, the gift of your blood keeps us from living condemned, washes our mind clean from everything that's not of you, and begins to set us on the right path. Oh, I'm so thankful, Lord, you gave us the gift. You gave us the gift of your life, and you love us enough this Christmas season for us to continue to remember it, for us to tap into that gift, to us to unwrap those gifts, and for us to walk in what you have for us as believers. Let us never forget, Jesus, what Christmas is really all about. The fact that you were born simply so you could die. And we celebrate with you, Lord, now as you're in heaven. Lord, one day we will be there with you also. What an honor it will be and what a time we're looking for. And today as we partake of this blood, we acknowledge that it was all sufficient to forgive us and wash us of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Partake. Amen. The gift 
don't get so caught up this week in everything else and forget what Christmas is really all about. We love you today. Merry Christmas to you, Pastor Chris. If you raised your hand to ask Jesus into your life this morning, Rick will be right over there to your right, um, has some information for you.